With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. We hold these truths to be self-evident. For enemies dare to strike us, they and all who have aided them will face fearful consequences. Ask not... What your country can do for you, and what you can do for your country. The eyes of the world are upon you. You will bring about the destruction of the German war machine. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. What is going on, everybody? Welcome over here to Speak the Truth. I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. I know we're off to a kind of a good start for the week, I guess. Today, well, there's kind of a big thing going on over there in Washington. Millie's going to be getting spoken to. Yes, that is right about the whole Afghanistan fiasco and his chat with China. That's going to be happening today as well. So I am kind of kind of thrilled because we're going to be able to talk about it tomorrow. We're going to find out if he was a, a traitor or not. That's that's going to come out, which I'm pretty excited about. But if you guys didn't know, this uh, this podcast is sponsored by Candidips, Candidips CVD. You guys do know I took a ownership stake inside of Candidips. They don't pay me to do this, but I, I have to announce that it's a sponsored video by a company that I own a stake of. Because I believe in the product so much, I decided to, to take an ownership stake in it. So there you go. If you guys did not know, you guys can go to CandidipsCBD.com and you guys can use code TRUTH to save 25%. That'll be talked about here in a little bit. But if you guys did not know, the outspoken Marine, you guys remember him from from about, I think it was about two weeks ago, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. Well, he got himself in a little bit of hot water, which I don't really understand why Biden hasn't came out and just let him go because Biden could do that. Biden literally, I mean, Trump's done it. Biden can do it. Any president can do it. They can literally come through and they can release anybody i don't really know what the deal on this is um he came out he went viral uh, a couple weeks back for blasting the military's leadership amid the chaotic withdrawal in afghanistan and he has been sent over to the brig if you guys did not know this Scheller first rose to internet stardom by posting a video to facebook blasting military leaders for the u.s withdrawal in afghanistan questioning their command decision on the events leading up and during the, the final evacuation literally everybody that was in the military was doing the same thing i was everybody was like literally everybody was in the military that had a voice and an opinion on it was saying how jacked up it was but eventually he was told by superiors to stop posting on social media altogether and an order he immediately ignored by posting about the gag order so he had a gag order in fact the thing about him being in the military in the position that he was in he has to do what he's told i mean he didn't clearly because he's in trouble now and I would assume it'll kind of just get swept under the rug, hopefully for his sake. But, I mean, a person like myself, since I'm not in the military anymore, I could say whatever I want. But he's not going to be able to do that. I mean, he literally is – That's it's literally got him incarcerated. <laughs> By the way, I, I wanted to highlight this. This is what he, he actually went on to say. What happens when all you do is speak the truth – that's literally what he says right here. Speak, oh, speak truth. Speak truth. And no one wants to hear it, but they can probably stop listening because I'm crazy, right? That's exactly what he was saying. And this was in a post that he had uh, actually posted on social media. He posted this, stated inside the description, and it said, Shella wrote at the end of the post, Colonel Emil, please have the MPs waiting for me at 0800 on Monday. I'm ready for jail. He literally posted knowing he was going to get sent to jail – 
for posting on social media. So now he is literally sitting in jail currently right now as we speak over a social media post. That's how goofy the military can be at times. I do know that Ed, Eddie, uh, Eddie Gallagher had a GoFundMe up for Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. I believe it's probably still up. I know at one point PayPal had actually taken it down, which I had actually spoke about on this podcast, and then they brought it back up because there were so many people that were coming out against PayPal, and which was he actually posted something stating he never even mentioned it to PayPal, and yet they gave it back to him. So PayPal was just playing playing the games. So today's a, a big week for Biden. Big week for Biden. I don't know if you guys know this. Huge week for Biden. Major. Massive. Like, bigger than the week that Hunter Biden was born. So, there's a government shutdown that could be possibly happening here on Thursday. This coming Thursday. Which, I was actually a part of a government shutdown, I think, in 2000... What was it? 9? 10? I don't recall. One of those ones, when Obama was in. I think it was 9 or 10. I can't remember. We actually didn't get paid for two weeks. We had to go to work. We didn't get paid, but then we got, I felt really, I felt like I was rich at the end of the month because I got one big paycheck. It was pretty cool. So, so if you guys didn't know, the, the government is set to shut down and run out of money here by the end of September, unless Congress comes together and passes a funding bill. So I don't know how much I'm for this. I'm not really for spending a whole bunch more money, but Democrats absolutely love spending money that's not theirs. I mean, let's just be honest. It's just the way it is. They've always been about that. So if it does not happen, a shutdown will happen at uh, literally midnight on October 1st. So October 1, they're coming up here really soon. I mean, here in a couple days. But there's some of the places that uh, if the government does shut down, here are some health agencies. That's that's the big thing is the health agencies that we want to know, which aren't going to be shut down, which is probably going to actually not even affect a single one of you guys. 38% of CDC staff would be retained during the government shutdown. There's one good thing that could come from a government shutdown. They shut down, they get rid of three quarters of the people that work for the government. And all of a sudden they realize, holy, we could be doing the same exact thing with 75% less people. 17% of those staffers are exempt, meaning their activities or positions are already funded. So pretty much 17% of the people that fall under the CDC are going to get paid no matter what. Good for them. 21% of those staffers are expected, meaning their activities deemed necessary by implication. So, I guess they're working no matter what, even if they get paid. Now, I didn't care too much anymore about the people that work for not saying your job doesn't matter, but it doesn't really matter in a sense that you're going to go to work no matter what. If you work for the CDC, you're going to work. And you'll end up getting paid. They're going to come to some sort of resolution. It always happens. Military personnel will not be paid until such time as Congress makes appropriate funds available to compensate them for this period of service. Like I said, if it happens, military, you're screwed, blue, and tattooed. You're going to work no matter what. I promise you you're going to show up. I remember this as well. I remember asking, what if I just don't show up for work? Well, that's not a good thing. You're going to show up. Basically, civilians as well, if they are necessary to carry out support like of active duty soldiers, they're going to have to go to work no matter what, and they will not be paid either until Congress makes appropriate funds available. So everything's up to Congress, and we know it's all in a little bit of a stalemate, and it's it's basically up to Biden. Everything's going to be up to Biden, his ability to do awesome things for this country. As much as we love talking about spending, I can't, I can't stand it, to be honest with you. I really don't. I mean, I don't enjoy getting on here and talking about this. No one, like, let's be honest, not a single one of you guys wants to talk about government spending. No one does. It just means increased taxes and whatnot. And that's what's pretty much going to happen. I did find something. It took me a lot of reading. Like, honestly, it took me about an hour with the reading through some of this stuff to figure out exactly what they're trying to spend money on. And it's a lot of fluff and a lot of just 
stuff that I don't want to talk about, like um, what 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 is Green New Deal type stuff, like the, that kind of stuff. It's never going to pass. It's never going to get sent. Through. It's just not going to do. It's not going to happen. So originally, his spending package had. Uh, I mean, this is this is what it's up to now. It's three and a half trillion dollars. Yes, three and a half trillion. That's what they t over ten years. Three and a half trillion. He first claimed in the spring. This is Biden. He had uh, claimed that the spending plan would not add a single penny to our deficit. So he's he was telling everybody that he could spend all this cash and not add a single dime to the amount of money that we owe. Here's the facts, the actual facts. Now, I know that this is actually somewhat biased. This is from the Washington Post, but they actually came up, they have a Pinocchio chart on how they rate something. So there, there's that. So originally Biden had a, a thing called a Build Back Better plan, just so everybody knows. They had two components, $2.25 trillion for infrastructure and $1.8 trillion for American Families Plan. So there you go. That was the beginning of this. So it started with this. Together, two plan would add uh, additionally $1 trillion to the budget over over 10 years. So it was going to add a trillion dollars. But over 15, the House argued that the plans would imbalance with tax increases and so on and so forth would be bringing, literally, it would bring enough in revenue to not cost anything is what they stated. But they found out, this is a Penn Wharton budget model, it calculated that Biden's two proposals would actually spend Yes, would actually spend $5.2 trillion and only raise $3.4 trillion in the first 10 years, putting him way short of his net zero. So, they scrapped it. I mean, we're talking $2 trillion, trillion dollars added. That's been long gone, so everything else has changed, okay? Everything has changed by now. Everything's gone. The impact of the deficit will be as low as zero or as high as $1.75 trillion over over the next 10 years. That is with the new plan that they're trying to push through right now, which I don't think is going to happen. I really don't. I think that the Democrats are going to have to shave a whole bunch of the stuff off because it didn't get passed yesterday. So there you go. For all the people that don't care. So the actual only only way they get to net zero is there. It's, it's kind of messed up in a sense that the, the plan is to raise taxes. When I, no one, everybody knows this. No one's going to say that's not going to happen. They say that uh, they're going to have to terminate new spending programs early before the 10 years is completed. That would, uh, quote-unquote, save money, essentially. That's exactly what they're looking for. So, like, future Congress and all that kind of stuff, they would actually have to terminate the stuff that they're trying to implement, or trying to implement, excuse me, to actually save money and make it net zero. But it says right here that the impact deficit will be as low as zero or as high as $1.75 trillion. So, in fact... The Democrats and Joe Biden are literally lying to you, the American people, because they're knowingly going into this that they would have to cancel stuff within those before those 10 years are up. So it actually doesn't cost them any money and they'd have to rotate stuff around and shift it. The numbers like this, it's all a lie. It's 100 percent a lie. If you look into it, I mean, even if The Washington Post is saying it's a lie, then it's probably not going to pass. So a government shutdown could happen. So there you go. Biden's claim to uh, cost zero dollars, it's not going to happen. It could cost up to $1.75 trillion added to our deficit. Good. That's why you don't put somebody in the uh, in office that's actually never ran a business. Because essentially the government, the United States, is literally just a giant business. It, really, it is. It's all it is. It's a massive business. So you guys, if you guys have been on Lunkers TV, you guys do know I've been talking about candidates for a little while. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, if you guys use code TRUTH right now at checkout, you guys can save 25%. They're only doing this for the podcast. You guys can save 25% off your order. You guys can go to CandidatesCBD.com. Yes, it's CandidatesCBD.com. Save 25%. If you guys are dipping, smoking, chewing, looking a way to get out of doing those routines, those nasty habits, and you're looking the way or looking for something to help you take the edge off, Candidips is the way to do it. That's why I not only use them, 
but I'm telling you guys right now, I took a stake in the company because I know they work. I have had large amount of anxiety due to stuff in the military and, and stuff like that. And this is, this is, you don't have to spit. You don't have to do anything. You can swallow it. You don't have to hide it at work. Comes in many different flavors. I'm holding right here, fresh wintergreen flavor. I used to dip back in the day. So I know what it's like to have to have a pinch with you at all times. If you're looking to quit, this is the time to do it. Go to CanadaDipsCBD.com. Use code TRUTH to save 25%. That's right, TRUTH. 25% off everything you guys got going on over there. Grab yourself a what I would call a log or a roll. They have them just like you would if you were to go buy some dip. Yeah, there's no tobacco, no nothing inside of here. It's really cool process the way that this is made. I'm telling you guys, go give it a shot if you're looking to quit or if the wife's yelling at you and you want to chill out, this is to do it. You cannot get high. You will not get high. You won't get kicked off your job. Nothing like that. It'll just mellow you out. If you're looking to be mellow, this is the way to do it. Remember to use code TRUTH at CanadaDipsCBD.com and uh, save 25%. Grab yourself some wintergreen. Tastes good. And for all of you guys that are watching on the YouTube channel, we'll be linked at the very top of the description. So, what we got going on here. So, on to the fear-mongering side of the world. If you guys did not know, the COVID. COVID is still a thing, apparently. So, there's a couple things. Kind of interesting stuff, actually, with actually... I like stuff that has statistics. I absolutely love it because it gives me an idea of actually what's going on. Truth. It's actual numbers. Numbers you cannot, well, you can fudge numbers, but numbers don't lie. Like they really don't. If you do them correctly, they never, they tell, they, they have the truth right in the, right there. Child COVID cases decrease week over week, but here we go. Here comes the fear mongering hammer, but make up a larger portion of total cases. So, while the number of children who tested positive for COVID-19 has declined slightly, they account for nearly 27% of all cases nationwide. 27%, so a quarter of the nation, quarter of the cases are in children. Now, how many of those cases are asymptomatic? Who knows? So, it could be like they could be reporting literally 50%. Who, who honestly knows? The number of new child COVID-19 cases has declined 8.5%. So, there you go. Down a little bit. But if you guys don't know, the hammer is going to hit you in the face real hard with that title. So I had to do a little research for y'all. I'm here for you. Scroll down to the very bottom of the article. They just want to hit you with the uh, the headline so you guys have something to talk about at work. So you guys don't actually... A lot of people don't read the articles. They just read the hard headline. They're like, oh my God, it's getting really bad out there. It's getting terrible. You better, you better run for shelter. Well, as of Sunday, the CDC has actually reported that only 579 children younger than 18 have actually died from COVID-19 in the United States. Yes, that's a lot of people that have died. But in the grand scheme of things, the actual numbers, it doesn't state here if these children have had any kind of complications prior. It doesn't state any of that. But the actual physical number of what is really going on here, you guys ready for this? So last year, before the COVID-19 pandemic, just under 200 kids died from the, the normal flu, the regular flu in one year. Okay. We're almost a year and a half to two years into this COVID-19 uh, deal. And you're looking at 579 kids. If you two years with the normal flu, you're looking at roughly 380 to 400 kids that normally die over a two the same span. Okay, 380 to 400 for the regular seasonal flu. 579 have died from COVID-19 so far. Now, now we're starting to get somewhere. As of September of 23rd of of this year, more than 5.7 million kids have tested positive. All right, so 5.7. So you take the math. You know what it is. It is point, you have a 0.0001 chance as a kid under 18 of dying of COVID-19, which is a 1 in 10,000. 1 in 10,000 chance, if you get it, of dying if you're under the age of 18. This doesn't say it on here. It literally just says two numbers and it moves on. 
So I went and did the math. There you go. Point zero 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 one chance. It's a one in ten thousand chance. Imagine this. To put in perspective for people that don't really understand one in ten thousand. If I gave you a jar, a jar of marbles, okay, nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine of those were were white, white marbles. One of them was a red marble. You put that red marble in the middle. I told you to stick your hand in that jar, and if you grab that red marble, you're going to die. Imagine how big the jar is going to be for ones. But See what I'm saying? It'd be a fill up this room. You know what your chances are grabbing that red marble? There you go. So there's the actual numbers. I'm just trying to tell you guys this is accounting for almost two years of actual numbers. And if we did the same numbers for the regular flu, it's just shy of this. So not saying that. COVID-19 is bad. I feel like we always got to say this because I know someone's watching this from YouTube and watching this and listening. I'm not against vaccination. I am vaccinated. So there you go. Just want you to know that. I'm just stating. I'm literally just telling you guys exactly what's going on, which goes on to more more numbers. I, I, I enjoy, like I said, stats. I love them. I enjoy sports. If they take all the all the stuff out of sports, like all their the agendas are within the, the people with sports. I, I love football so much. I love it so much. Ah, I like it's, it's great. I can't stand what they put on the back of their helmets now, and just what they're always—it's just crazy to me. Oh, it drives me nuts. But thank God, last night the Dallas Cowboys absolutely beat the crap out of the Eagles. Fear mongering headline number two. I don't. I don't know. I, I think. I think coming up with these fear mongering headlines, it works. I mean, that's what they're trying to do. But it also shows pollings and stuff when it comes to how the ratings of these these networks are doing. They're, they're taking an absolute nosedive. Concerns about Delta transmission overburdened hospitals and COVID-19 deaths drove recent rise in vaccinations. That's probably actually pretty true. I'm sure it is. I mean, why wouldn't it be? 35% said a major reason to participate in activities were vaccinations required, such as traveling. I'm actually one of those people. If they were to pull me, my reasoning would have been that right there. Like I would have been a part of those 35%. Traveling. Literally, tra- traveling is the only reason, sole reason why I got it. I had COVID-19, and I said, I should be fine. I had the antibodies, you know. But I was, I'm not scared of vaccinations, and I have to get it to go overseas. So I was like, okay, come on. Let's, let's give, me the, give me the needle. It doesn't bother me. It seems to have worked. I mean, it seems to have worked. <clears throat> 19% said it was because it was mandated by their employer. So 19%, okay. All right. 15% of those who were newly vaccinated Said they were motivated by the FDA's approval. Okay, so 15%. So people don't really trust the FDA, apparently. Doesn't really matter what they do or say. But this was only cited the main reason for vaccination by 2%. So 2% of the people that were polled, they don't really care what the FDA says. So if you work for the FDA, I'm sorry, people don't really care. But 77% of American adults have at least one dose. So let let that one, let that sink walk through the door. Let the sink walk through the door. 77 77% 77% of America has had one dose at least. There you go. Are we on pace to be done with this thing? I would assume so. But some of the biggest lags in vaccination were in the low-income populations, r- rural populations, and among Republicans. I can tell you right now you're going to have a big, big problem getting people in the rural, rural areas. Rural. God, that's kind of a tough word for me to say. Rural areas of America to get. I mean, why would they want to? They, they live, there's people living in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you're, that's going to be kind of hard to get them to do it. Now in the low income areas, I don't really fully understand that. Maybe they don't, un, maybe they just don't get that it's free. I mean, I didn't have to pay anything for it, but I hope you guys like stats. Cause I got some more 
79% of adults said they believe COVID-19 will continue at a low level and is something U.S. will have to live to learn with. I'm one of those 79%. I'm one of 80% of Americans that say that this is something you have to live with. And 14% said that they see the virus being eliminated, which is kind of crazy. So of these two numbers, if you were to take these two numbers right here and you were to refer them back just a little bit up, 88% said that they say they're going to live with it. Which, how much of America's already had one dose? 77%. Those numbers almost are the same. And just, just listen, there's a reason why I'm bringing all this up. There's always a reason why. Biden stated that he needed 96, 97, or 98% fully vaccinated before we go back to normal. The chances of you getting 96, 97, and 98% fully vaccinated is going to be slim to none. Because you have 18% of unvaccinated adults say that COVID-19 will be eliminated by the United States. Okay. So you have 18% of unvaccinated people think it's going to go away. So that's roughly 20%. 20% think that the that it's going to go away and they're unvaxxed. So if those 20% of unvaxxed people think it's going to go away, do you really think they're going to go get a vaccination? We're sitting at 77% right now of single doses. And then you have 20% roughly think that it's going to go away do you really think we're going to hit 96, 97, or 98%? How are you going to change roughly 15, 17% of people's minds that think it's going to go away? There you go. There's your numbers. There's some numbers for you. And the reason why I also believe that he puts the numbers so high, 96, 97, 98, whatever he wants to say, it's because it's going to make him look good, make him look like he really cares. And when, in fact, all it's going to do is they know they're not going to hit that number. So they can continually blame the other side, the other party. Like it literally says right here, among it literally says low income populations, rural populations, and among Republicans. So they can always blame the Republican Party for not being able to get us to those numbers. When America is not able to get to those numbers because Republicans will not get vaccinated. That's it. That's like, if you if you lay it out and you read and you actually do some due diligence, you will find out exactly what's going on right there. So there you go. There is your fear monger of the day. I, I, I'm just trying to be honest. This is I'm not trying to sway your ideas. I do believe, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're not vaccinated, go get it. I don't think there's any reason not to get it. I know people are worried about long-term effects. I've got so many shots in the military. They don't even know what long-term events are. Like, let's think about it. What is the goofiest one that I got? Um, anthrax. I've had anthrax put into me seven times or eight times. We don't know what the long-term effects is. I don't know. Why, that's why I was like, oh, just go ahead and, I'm just going to get it. What else is going to happen? You know? Just get it. Let's get this shit over with. <laughs> I don't really care anymore. I'm just tired of talking about it. Tired of seeing it. If you don't get it, I also don't get it. I'm just going to be honest with you. All right, do what you want. It's America. So, if you guys did not know, report came out that White House told General Milley to pursue Russia, Russia's help in combating terrorism. I find this very, very, very ironic due to the fact that we didn't need their help and shouldn't be needing their help. And apparently this report came out that uh, they, they, we've spoken to a Russian counterpart about offer from the Kremlin to aid the U.S. in responding to terror threats in Afghanistan. What in the world is going on here? We shouldn't need to work with the Kremlin or anybody. I think the Kremlin also, by the way, I just want to throw this out there, is an awesome name. It's awesome. It screams, don't mess with us. It's a Kremlin. Just want to throw that out there. It looks cool. Like, think about it. The Kremlin looks awesome. 
Kremlin apparently offered the Biden administration the opportunity to let the U.S. military use Russian bases in the Middle East to respond to terror threats now that the U.S. has withdrawn its forces from Afghanistan. Yes, Russia's like, you know what? Come on and use our bases. We don't care. We didn't have to leave the base in Bagram. Could just keep, could have kept it. Could have kept our own airfield. Could have kept running military operations and smothering everything that has to do with terrorism. But now we have to rely on Russia, apparently. If you guys do not know, Congress has actually enacted some legislation a few years back that actually makes it to where we cannot cooperate with Russia military as long as Russia is inside of Ukraine. So Russia is still inside of Ukraine. You, you know what's kind of weird about it? Russia, the whole Russia-Ukraine thing is almost identical to China-Taiwan. The exact scenario. Russia thinks Ukraine is theirs. China thinks Taiwan is theirs. The, the China thing, by the way, I want everybody to know, they just launched their, their new fighter to, to compete with ours, their new jet. They apparently have these little drones. They have a, a drone that releases other little drones. I was reading this this morning. I didn't want to really talk on it because it wasn't there wasn't enough stuff to talk about with it. But that just came out. They just launched their new jet here this Tuesday, and they have a drone that makes other little drones. I don't know what they really do, but there you go. But if you guys are wondering, yes, we we shouldn't rely on Russia for for really anything. It's not a good idea. But on to some good note. You know why we need to have a base or control in certain areas for stuff like this, for good stuff. Coalition forces killed three ISIS members and detained two associates. This was in Syria. Yes, we're still in Syria. We're still in Iraq. I don't know if you guys know this, but we're out of Afghanistan. We're still doing the same kind of stuff in Iraq that we were doing a while ago, except uh, the government actually asked us to taper down and not do as much stuff, which I actually thought we stopped doing any type of operations really out of there. I thought we were there just to assist, which assisting just means push the drone button essentially but hundreds of u.s troops still remain deployed to help the syrian defense forces battle isis so we have people deployed to fight isis in a different country but we don't have people deployed in afghanistan to fight see that that's when it gets here's the word asinine think about it we got people in iraq and afghanistan or excuse me iraq and syria fighting isis but we took them out of afghanistan because we didn't want to fight isis this is when you can look back and you say, oh, it was to meet a political agenda. ISIS carried out 20 attacks last month, killing 15 civilian and security personnel. So ISIS is not even doing anything any good. Literally in Syria, they just killed 15 people and some security personnel. So imagine living over there. That's another reason why I say we got to have bases everywhere because they just do nothing but instill fear on the population around them. They do nothing good. ISIS and the Taliban should be exterminated from this earth as we know it because they do literally nothing for humankind other than do mass hangings in cities, chop off hands. They're just not good people. You know what? You know what? I, I, I remember I, I posted one of my first viral videos on YouTube, and I recall the amount of death threats I got that one week was crazy. Oh, my God. That was the worst, worst amount of death threats I've gotten. I'm surprised I haven't really received any more after this podcast has gone live. I'm sure I'm sure. I've made some people kind of mad, but I do this for a reason because there's, there's a lot of stuff that, that goes on that people don't know about kind of like this. This is not even making headline news anywhere, but a Taliban actually just executed a, uh, a child yesterday. So this is the kind of stuff that, that needs to be talked about. No one knows about it. This is, this is why we do this. And this is probably why we end up might, might get canceled because we, we tell how it is. So the Taliban brutally, brutally executed a child in Takar province in Afghanistan after his father was suspected to be part of the Afghan resistance forces. This is in Panjir. So this is one of the Panjir areas he was supposed to be. His father was apparently fighting, so they executed the child. I don't know how that's not a war crime. I'm just going to throw that out there. I mean, 
What what in the world's going on? How how are we allowing people? How how are we allowing this and not even speaking on it? Why am I the only one speaking about it? Why am I the only? I'm not even a. I, I wouldn't even count me as a news source. I don't even know what I am. I'm just I'm just a guy. Currently, I'm actually as you know, I'm sitting inside of my RV because I'm, I'm supposed to be practicing for a tournament right now. And look, I'm missing the top water bite for sure, like a hundred percent. I mean, it is early morning. I've been up since four. I'm not getting any 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 work done other than this podcast. I'm doing this for you guys. So if you guys aren't go go hopefully follow me on YouTube so we can if you want to see how how insanely sexy and masculine I look sitting in my chair. Oh man, our favorite friend over there in North Korea has done some more North Korean things. They decided to fire a short range ballistic missile into the Sea of Japan on Tuesday. I don't know why. I mean, you know they they have a syndrome. It's called short man syndrome, and I think he's got it pretty bad. I think he's got it always. Testing his might. I don't know why he's so scared that we're going to come take over North Korea as well. That's one of his big things. Uh, of course, the U.S. Department condemned the missile tests, and it says it poses a uh, security threat through the reason, region. I mean, that's pretty obvious when you have a country literally launching missiles into the sea for no reason. It was a third ballistic missile test this year for Korea, North Korea, that is. North Korea has barred, is, is actually supposed to be barred from conducting ballistic tests. I don't know if you guys know this, by the U.N., but apparently they don't want to impose any more sanctions on them for short range ones so they can fire them sun of guns off into the ocean all day and they're not going to impose any more sanctions on north korea but if you guys did not know kim sung used a speech on the last day of the u.n general assembly which just happened to justify north korea's development of war deterrent against the u.s yeah u.s threats why the we don't want to go into north korea what are we gonna do there why would anybody in the united states want to go to north we don't even want to go there there's only one guy in this, Dennis Rodman. Look look at him. What the heck? What? He also demanded, by the way, if you guys didn't know this, that the U.S. permanently stop its military exercise with South Korea along with ending deployment of U.S. strategic weapons. That's not going to happen, Mr. Shortman Syndrome. I promise you, it is not. We will be doing stuff in South Korea until, until I'm off this face of the earth. I mean, you have a strategic ally in North Korea and China, so why would we ever remove... Anybody out of South Korea. We only have got, we only have that many people there, like 28, 29,000 people. I mean, that sounds, that seems like a lot, but it's really not. So there's our buddy, Kim Song Jong Young, doing his uh, short man syndrome things. So the FBI's came out with a report that says killings are up 30% of the year over 2020. So uh, that's pretty good. I know I've been talking about Portland and Chicago and all these other places that are supposed to have really, really, really strict gun laws, and it's just not panning out too well for many of them. But killings in the United States jumped nearly 30% last year. The FBI said murder and manslaughter rose 29.4%, the largest one-year increase since the federal government started compiling these numbers since the 1960s. Overall, violent crime rose 5.6%, while property crimes fell 7.8%. There you go. Assaults also increased 12%. So... Yeah, 2020 must have been a pretty brutal year. I couldn't couldn't imagine why. I'm not going to say it was probably because of uh, what was going on, but, you know, defunding the police generally does help. If you guys are trying to stop crime, take the money away and get rid of the cops. It helps a lot. So if you guys didn't know, conservatives blame Democrat-run cities for what they do and what they say are overly restrictive policies placed on police departments. That's what I always say. But everybody with some common sense says, the Biden administration faults that the easy availability of guns is the primary reason for the deaths. And if you guys didn't know, the Justin Department is trying to stem the violence by cracking down on illegal gun trafficking. So, illegal gun sales, as we know, go to criminals who then commit the acts. Law-abiding citizens that have concealed carry permits are not the ones that are committing the acts of crime. 
we're just not doing it. But this is kind of goofy. This this gentleman right here, he, in the later on in this article, he actually goes on to say, we know having a gun in your home, having a gun in public makes you less safe and more likely to be a victim and a perpetrator of gun violence. This is a guy named Ari Davis. He's a policy analyst at Coalition to Stop Gun Violence. What? That doesn't make any sense. You're telling me if I carry a gun, I have a higher chance of being a victim of a gun-related crime? Davis said he was concerned about states that are repealing local gun control measures and passing stand-your-ground laws, which only which, which allows people to use deadly force in public without a duty to retreat if they're being attacked or threatened. So this is goofy. Is this, what, okay, is this the kind of guy that cowers in the corner when, his, when, when he's getting yelled at? Is that pretty much what's going on here? Because he says he was concerned about states repealing a local gun control measures and passing stand-your-ground laws. Stand-your-ground laws are great. Why wouldn't they be good? If someone is literally attacking you, atta- like literally beating you with a bat, and you shoot them, how is that? How is that? What? What do you? What do you? What do you want them to do? No, please stop! 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 I prop. Like, well, that's not. That's not the way the world works. You can beat with a pipe, and you pull out a gun because you're a law-abiding citizen that has a concealed carry permit, and you shoot the person. They were the person was literally putting your, your life was at risk. How, why? Why is that bad? I want to ask you, Ari Davis. Ari Davis, what? Can you? Can you? Can you please venture on to state why that is bad? Or do you have a political agenda involved because you're part of the coalition to stop gun violence? So we only got a couple more left. And this one is, I was talking about Portland earlier. And I'm just going to bring it up again because they had some numbers that came out. And, and the guy that's in charge of, I mean, I kind of give this guy a little bit of credit. His name is uh, Chuck Lowe. He's been there for nine, 19 years, I, th- I think is what it was. And he's having to literally deal with, with, with Portland. Being a, he's been a cop in Portland for, for, for 19 years. He says that gang violence has caught, caught fire like a wildfire. And uh, now they have a dysfunctional cycle of potentially revenge shootings is what's going on there in Portland. Apparently, a lot of it has to do with social media. Apparently, people get mad on social media and they shoot each other is is what it goes on to say. He agrees that some of the reform in 2020 in the protests has had a positive impact. But he says that many of those positives are now overshadowed by fallouts, which he says partly to blame for a significant officer shortage. So there in in Portland, they have a shortage of roughly 300 less than what they're supposed to have. That's what it goes on the state. They have a uh, they've had sixty homicides in twenty twenty one, and then it's on pace to shatter the highest number of homicides they've ever had in the city. I'm bringing this up because I like stats. Like I told you guys, when you look at numbers and stats, they never really ever lie unless they're they're fudged. Lovell was actually says that the police force actually only has forty police officers each night patrolling the streets, and they had literally on the weekend during one night shift on the weekend they had twelve hundred calls. You have forty police at night, twelve hundred calls. It's, this is this is what's nuts. I always bring Portland up in these cities because it just doesn't make any sense to me. So in the 30 years, population has doubled in size. The police department is the exact same size it's been in from 1990. So since the time of 1990 to now, the city's doubled in size. The police officer force is actually the exact same size as it was in 1990. I don't really think that defunding does anything. I mean, Austin's having a big, big problem with that as well. I was speaking about that yesterday or two days ago. I mean, Austin, Texas, for God's sakes. But it's the same kind of thing. It's all these more left-leaning cities that have been removing polices and police forces. They're just struggling. So I hope you guys did enjoy this podcast over here. I got to get out there and actually practice. Got to eat some breakfast, get off this, this this chair and do some work. So I hope you guys have a fantastic work week. If you guys are listening to me on the way home, I will see you guys tomorrow morning. If you guys listen to me in the morning, I will see you guys tomorrow morning. So I will, <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Have a good day. Have a good day.